Okay, apparently in my world, Ruminations 3 follows Ruminations 4. I apologize. I, uh, I thought I'd recorded three of these in advance and uh, did not. So this is just a little cycle of thinking. I'm, I'm um, you know, a singer <clears throat> has a little routine that she performs to stretch her vocal cords out and stretch her throat out and get her, her lungs working at capacity and just check to make sure that her inst- her instrument is where it needs to be for her to perform the show ideally. I think that's kind of what these are. I'm um I'm having to approach a very complex body of work and I'm having to just boil it down to its essence in a really satisfying way. And then at the same time, I'm also discovering as I do that, that I'm making new connections that I didn't see before. And I'm seeing new opportunities that I didn't see before. And so what I'm doing with these ruminations is just exploring some of these ideas as I, uh, Approach this very, very, very interesting website. I have not done one like this before. I've done two terrible websites before this. Well, actually, I think the last website was pretty cool, but it just, uh, um, it was, it was just, it was badly organized visually, so you didn't realize that most of the content was hidden in a blog link on the footer. And then there were so many blogs with so much content that it was literally, I mean, like you, you would have had to, you would have, I mean, it's interesting because my, my dad actually printed the whole website out. (laughs) Why? I'm not real clear, but he felt the need to print the entire dang website out. Um, and it filled two three-inch binders. So it was too much content. It was too much content, and I really was not in a position where I could synthesize it effectively, you know? Everything was still a separate moving piece to me. It wasn't part of a single cohesive whole. So what is this rumination about? It's about power. It's about power, right? And it's about, it's about the power inherent in the human race. And I want to kind of, I want to take a big picture look at power, right? Because generally when we think about power, we, we think about it somewhere on the spectrum between Ned Stark and Tony Stark, right? And what it is, is physical agency to do some kind of violence, destructive or constructive, in the world. Some kind of agency that moves the world. That's, that's generally 
what we think of when we think of power. That's the grain of power, you know, whether that's me pushing the shovel through really unpleasant stony dirt, you know, or you taking an axe that is particularly sharp to the side of a, of a tree. You know, but power's story evolves right alongside the human story. That's one of the remarkable things that happens in our story is that, and actually, as we discover our power, it, we, what we really discover is that the discovery of our power spurs our evolution. When we discover new ways to be powerful, we, we become vastly more powerful together with it. It's a remarkable dance that we do, and it, and it, and it follows us through our entire history, you know? And it's, what, and it's what ultimately arrives us at iPhones today. But that wouldn't have been possible without, um, you know, the Industrial Revolution 100, uh, probably 150 years ago now, right? Starting out. It's amazing to think about how powerful we've been. It's amazing to think about how the grain of power has changed, but ultimately it hasn't. You know, what, what, what does power in, an in, 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 a, in a factory ultimately do? Take some raw material that's resourced from the world. What does that mean? Take some rocks that somebody dug up. Take some trees that somebody cut down. Take some oil that somebody pumped up, right? Stuff that came from the planet. Stuff that had actually damaged the planet to extract. Are you starting to see? This is your power right here. Just stop and look at this for a second. The bulldozers, right? Taking down the trees so that they can get at the, 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 the coal, the seam of coal that runs underneath all those pines on the mountainside. You see how those giant bulldozers are just tearing those trees down? They'll never grow again. They're going to just tunnel out all that sweet, sweet coal. This is, this is where your power truly begins. Where industry anticipates your desire for a good or a service and goes off in search of resourcing the, 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 the whatever natural resources it will need to supply you with your satisfaction today. And your power starts right there. The thing that's really kind of infuriating about our circumstance collectively is that there's absolutely no way of not participating economically in our civilization. There is no way that you can buy anything, any good or service, anything that is not 
really intimately connected to many, 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 many layers of climate change, maintenance, and growth activity. Your iPhone is, is a massive incubator of climate change. You know, all those apps you download? Uh, you know, every new app you download is a new company. That's new computer equipment. That's new waste streams. That's new employees. That's new waste streams. That's all your power. In my work, one of the, the, the totem pith slogans that I use is, your body is an instrument, and that instrument marks and plays the world. This is a really, really, really important concept in my work. And what it really fundamentally means is that the world is, 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 is something that can be marked. And it's also an intersection of game, song, and storytelling that's meant to be played. We'll get into that idea a little bit later. That's what Bloom Theory is all about. I've teased that plenty of times and I'm going to keep teasing it now. What I think should be really abundantly clear from my portrait of power at this point is that we've, we've really made the most of our portrait of power of destroying our biome. Like that's, that's, it's almost as though it was in our natures to do this. You know, we've, we've, it, when you look at it mapped to geologic time, this happens so fast I mean, like, when, when, you, when you stretch out the planet's time to, you know, I mean, our lives hardly exist. We're not, we're not there in the blink of an eye. And you have to map out all the random chaos of human activity over a longer time frame. And when that happens, we just become this big hairy foam literally gobbling up everything in sight and shitting out poison everywhere because that's the other thing that industry does on, on the other that's 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 the other thing somehow we we require that that not only we 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 we, we it just absolutely has to be this way right the only way this game can work is if industry pollutes the living hell out of the lived biome of the planet. I mean, is this really our nature or have we maybe been hacked by space aliens? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe there really are invisible space aliens and they're using us to harvest the planet's resources, right? I don't fucking know. I don't know. This is weird behavior. I will say that it's really strange behavior. And it's a really strange expression of power for a dominant species to use, right? 
what would be a more sensible expression of power for a dominant species to deploy planetarily, right? This would be totally Star Trek here, but, but, but you know, like, ideally, when a, when a species, like Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. It's just right there. Boom. It's a moral statement. It's also a vision. Okay, we have amazing power, right? So don't we have great responsibility to use it in the most amazing way in history to save the world? Isn't that what the times call for now? And because we had the power to bring the world to the point that the world is at, doesn't it also stand there? And, and when we, re we really didn't try our hardest. That's the crazy thing. Shopping's pretty lazy. You walk around at about two miles an hour and put things in a basket. Ooh, that's it. That, 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 mama, that's a workout. <laughs> right? So what if you, you hustle a little bit as a people? What if you decide you want to make the difference? The power's there. That's the thing I don't think you guys realize. The power is there. The other thing is like, like, like manifesting power is fun. You had fun shopping. Manifesting power is fun. This doesn't have to be drudgery. This doesn't have to be horrible. This can be really cool. You know, this can be really cool. I just hear all the doubting voices, right? <sighs> I've said this before, I'll say it again. Human beings are the single greatest obstacle to stopping climate change. We really are. We cannot help ourselves. And if we want to survive, we've got to answer why. <laughs> 